glory like a fire, awakening desire, will burn our hearts with truth.
If this is your first time here, we really hope that you enjoy this service. If you are attending via Facebook, please feel free to interact in the comments section. Today, we will have an interview with Tom Linnell, music, a children's time, and a message from my, from my husband, Pastor Darren Timberlake, called A Guy Walks Into the Bible. Please prepare yourself for worship. Hello, Faith Westwood, Holly Timberlake here. I have Tom Linnell, Tom and his wife, Megan, and children. Um, Brody and Haley attend regularly here at Faith Westwood. And he also happens to be the director of a boys and girls club here in Omaha. Hello, Tom, how are you? I'm good, Holly, how are you? I'm well. Um, and so hello, Faith Westwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today is Father's Day, so we thought that we would ask you, what does it mean to you to be a father? Uh, well, it's, it's a humbling experience, and it's an honor, really, because I see a lot of what my kids do uh, that I can recall as around their age, some of the things that I've done, uh, just little intricacies, uh, little funny things, sometimes mistakes. And uh, I sometimes laugh and giggle uh, because I was in that very spot. And, uh, but uh, it, it means a lot to me because uh, I'm a part of uh, shaping a future generation. And what are your hopes for your kids and the next generation? Yeah, uh, I really hope um, that my kids can, can pursue their dreams, whatever that is whether it's being a teacher or uh, if it's a basketball player or if it's a, uh, it's something in technology, uh, if they want to go to college, don't want to go to college. Uh, I just want them to be happy and, and pursue whatever dreams they want to do so they can make a difference in the world. And I, and our hope is Megan and I's hope really is just that uh, we teach kindness and love and learning how to help others. Cause that's really what it's about. And, uh, uh, can't wait to see what the future brings for my kiddos and the family. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tom, and happy Father's Day. We hope you have a Thank great you. day. Thank you. <laughs> and and um, we just really appreciate all that you do for our community. Appreciate it. And happy Father's Day to everybody out there as well. And uh, thank you for Faith West with all, you, all that you do. Oh, thank you. Goodbye.
Hey, Pete and Repeat here. With Father's Day coming up, we wanted to give a big shout out to all the fathers and the father figures out there. So what what are kind of some of the things that fathers would say? I always remember hearing, when you're born in a barn, when you left a door open, or when you stand in front of them and they're like, hey, you make a better door than a window, yeah. or leave the AC on high, money don't grow on trees. Those are the things I always heard. Yeah, that happens a lot. I yeah. still, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear from some of the kids and see what some of the, what their dads have to say. My dad always says I am his um, piggy. And my papa always says I am his um, goose girl. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. One thing I think that my dad says is wise is Young fat one you are! <laughs> Sweat don't hurt! Play hard, have fun. Love, Love you, Dad! How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Shut the Natalie, just go to bed. Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day! Day. You better remember our dad as Big J Squiggles from the day that Grace made fun of his signature claiming that that was exactly what it was. Dad knows best and nobody listens. This is what dad always says. Bye, happy Father's Day. Did you hear that? Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Good cut, dad. Happy Father's Day. We love you, dads. Our daddy always says, do this or you're going to lose privileges. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. My dad likes to sing a lot and his favorite artist is Morgan Wallen. And he likes to sing, poor me. So he sings in the household at all times. My favorite dad quote is, all I do is give, give, give and never receive because his dad said it as his household when growing up and now he says it out at ours. Happy Father's Day, Dad. We love you, Dad. My dad tried to say, a hanker for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> if you're bored, go play in the road. Something our dad always says is do what is right, not what is easy. Something our papa says is come and get it before we throw it out. Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Hey, Pete and Repeat here. We just want to kind of catch you guys up on what we're doing next. We are standing in our fireworks trailer. We just got delivered today. It is 40 feet floor to ceiling from where we're standing all the way back. There is 19 pallets at least full of fireworks. And all of these have to be loaded on what day? Saturday, June 27th. We are unloading the entire trailer. Everything comes out of this trailer and we are setting the tent up that day to get ready for Sunday sales. So we need help inventorying, 
taking these boxes out, setting this up, and whatever we don't use out on the table, we need to try and get back in here and kind of organize it so we can get to it throughout the week. So we are calling on you guys to please come help. On we'll Saturday, we're gonna start at eight o'clock in the morning yep. and we'll have a pallet jack in here and carts and we could use any free hands we have, even if it's just looking at pieces of paper to tell us where every one of these boxes has a name on it and it has a spot in the tent that we're gonna allocate where it goes. So anyone come out for as long as you can, that would be fantastic, we'd appreciate it. is from Genesis chapter 21, beginning with the 8th verse, a narrative of Hagar and Ishmael. The child grew and was weaned, and on that day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking, and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. 
I will make the son of the slave into a nation, also because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He sent them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Perharn, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. And for those that are watching this on Sunday, June 21st, 2020, happy Father's Day. Why did the libertarian chicken cross the road? It's none of your business. Am I being detained? Well, allow me to introduce myself a little bit. Um, my name is Pastor Darren Timberlake, and I am a Faith Westwood alum, so to speak. I've uh, been involved with this church for the last 15 years. Uh, most of you know my wife, Holly, and she is the adult and family discipleship director here. And I was privileged to serve as your missions director for three years before accepting my license as a local pastor. I want to give a big thank you to Pastor Steve Todd and his leadership in my life and his spiritual fatherhood over me. Um, he is the one that suggested that I enter the licensed local ministry program and has been on my side. I am currently have been serving for the last eight months as the pastor of the Brock, Nebraska and Johnson, Nebraska United Methodist Churches. And I've just received a new appointment starting July 1st. I will move with my sons to Laurel, Nebraska and serve the churches, the congregations in Laurel and Logan Center, Nebraska. So I just want to thank Pastor Steve for his leadership, for being on my side. He has agreed to be my pastoral mentor in the program I'm studying my Master's in Divinity at Sioux Falls Seminary. I also want to thank Vicki O'Hara because she has also agreed to be my personal mentor through that process in my studies. So, time for no dad joke. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? for being outstanding in his field. I know, awful, bear with me. Well, today I kinda wanna look at some fathers in the Bible. I'm also gonna talk about my own fatherhood experience, both my father, example that he gave me, and how I've been a father. Um, I wanna start off, as we read of the scripture today, out of the book of Genesis, Abraham, came across a very difficult challenge. Uh, not the only difficult challenge he faced as a father, but a big one. His wife, Sarah, was a little bit jealous of her maid, Hagar, and her son, Ishmael, and was giving Abraham pressure to send them away. And when I read this, I thought, can you imagine as a dad, you're being asked to choose between your sons to send your one son away to wander in the wilderness 
Um, yes, you have the son Isaac that you know has been told to you by God is going to be the one that receives the blessing and is going to be uh, the fulfillment of a promise for Abraham to be a father of a great nation. But you also have Ishmael, who you love, and you're being asked to send him away. I just can't imagine the struggle that he had. But what he hears from me, he hears from God, it says, don't worry, I'm behind this. I have a plan for Ishmael. He will also become blessed. He also will become a father of a nation. And so to be able to choose and have to choose that, to send your son away, it just shows great faith. <clears throat> In this passage, though, it seems like he's making a horrible decision. As an earthly father, and you think about that, it seems like it's a horrible thing, but God is in control. Now, Abraham also had made some mistakes. Um, let's think about just in the chapter earlier, a couple chapters earlier in chapter 20. This is a man, Abraham, who tried to pass his wife Sarah off as his sister because he was afraid that King Abimelech was going to take her as a wife and kill him. And what's worse is this is the second time he's done that. Actually, in chapter 12, as he was going through Egypt, he also tried to pass his wife Sarah off, who was very beautiful, to Pharaoh as his sister. And again, it was the time where Abraham tried not once, but twice to show and to lie to the ruler in the area where he was that his wife was his sister. See, he tried to solve things his own way. He went to his human understanding. And in both instances, God corrected him and gave the ruler a dream about that wife and to not touch her. And she was restored to Abraham. But Abraham is not perfect, but yet he's accredited with righteousness. Another thing that he was willing to do, and a good thing that Abraham did, is he was willing to, when God told him to, to, to sacrifice Isaac on an altar. And I can only imagine, as a dad, that's one of the toughest tests, the toughest test that you'd ever be asked. But Abraham, in his obedience of that, he showed in the passage when they were on their way up to the mount to sacrifice Isaac, and Isaac turned to him and said, hey, Dad, where's the ram? Obvious question. They've got wood. They've got everything they need to sacrifice, to offer a sacrifice, but no ram. And Abraham showed, he showed what I call confident expectation. He just said, the Lord will provide a ram. And yes, he showed and he proved that he was willing to actually sacrifice Isaac. He stretched his hand out with a knife to do so. But I just love that when he said to, to Isaac, the Lord will provide a ram. And I believe that is part of why it was accredited to him as righteousness. Dad joke. Did you guys know I was named after Benjamin Franklin? Yep. So were you. We weren't not the same as, but we were named after Benjamin Franklin. All right. I want to talk about uh, King David now in the Bible. Um, the father of Israel, or the king of Israel, the shepherd boy who became the king. Um, David obviously showed great faith when God told him to go and confront Goliath and to approach him with just five smooth stones in his pouch against a nine-foot-tall, battle-scarred, experienced warrior that was Goliath. Um, we know that David became considered a man after God's own heart. The scripture records that of him. But David also wasn't perfect. <laughs> he made a huge mistake. 
One day he went up on his roof and he saw the beautiful Bathsheba bathing. And of course he summoned her and they had relations and it led into pregnancy. And then to cover it up, he went even further and had her husband killed in battle by having the army withdraw from him in the hottest part of battle. So he covered up his sin of adultery with, by committing murder. Um, and of course, the consequences of that is that baby that was born eventually died. And another big struggle that David had was his own son, his third and cherished son named Absalom, was so pompous and arrogant that he actually had intentions of overthrowing his own dad's throne. So David had to see his own son, Absalom, who he loved and cherished, come to a point where he was rebellious and tried to usurp his throne and learned that his commander, Joab, had actually killed Absalom. Again, David, just like Abraham, whenever we see a king or a person in the Bible, a father in the Bible, trying to do things their own way, they fail. Talk about that as a trial as a parent. I just can't imagine. Do you know why the bicycle fell over? He was too tired. Finally, I want to talk about Joseph, the father of Christ. In the scriptures, we don't have a lot of information about Joseph. We can see from what we have that he was a good man. Uh, he believed the angel when he came to him and said that the child was of the Holy Spirit to not divorce Mary. In fact, the fact that he was only planning on quietly divorcing Mary, taking the less confrontational option, he had the right to send her out to the city gate to be stoned, but he chose to divorce her quietly. And then when the angel appeared and explained that the child was of the Holy Spirit, he believed and he took Mary as a wife. Um, I love in the movie, if you've seen it, the nativity story, and this is, yes, it's fictional, but in that movie, the nativity story, he's on his way to Bethlehem with Mary, and they're sitting around the campfire, and they're talking about what it's like, what's it going to be like to bring the Savior of the world into your home? And he just says the line, my favorite line of his is, I wonder if I'll ever be able to teach him anything. So, now we don't know much about Joseph, obviously we believe that he has passed away. He's no longer in the scene when Jesus begins his public ministry. Uh, one scripture that we do have is knowledge that at some point when Jesus was 12, he lost track of his son for two or three days. <laughs> uh, now they were obviously probably traveling in a huge caravan with extended family, and he just assumed that Jesus was with relatives somewhere in the caravan. But at some point we know at least that he didn't know where his son was his 12-year-old son, and had to backtrack to Jerusalem to find him. And of course, Christ said, what did you expect? I was in my father's house doing my father's work. Um, you know, I was going to tell you guys a time travel joke, but the problem is you guys didn't think it was very funny. Now I want to talk about just kind of my own personal reflections on fatherhood. Um, I believe I had a very good example of an earthly father. Uh, many of you know or had had a chance to know Pastor Bob Timberlake, who is the, was the director of the Open Door Mission for many years here in Omaha. In fact, he was the pastor of several rescue missions and also served as a missionary to what was then East Pakistan before then. 
but a very passionate, very gifted uh, minister, a leader of the rescue missions, and had a great, deep passion for the homeless. I made him a very capable, very competent fundraiser when he shared his passion at churches and the 300 speaking engagements he did every year and talked about the Open Door Mission, the plight of the homeless, how homeless was changing to more women and children than the typical vision of an old man. Uh, when he spoke and his passion showed, he became a very successful at raising money for the Open Door Mission. Um, Dad taught me to love and to cherish family above my career. But you see, the way he taught me that is Dad wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes he made is he wasn't there. Growing up as his son, he worked so hard for the homeless. He worked so hard with the 300 speaking engagements. He wasn't at my Little League games. He wasn't at my karate tournaments. I think I remember one martial arts tournament where he came. Um, and so I learned from him, and he acknowledged this on his deathbed, that he wished he had been there more. He wished he had been a more present father, a more present husband. Um, so I determined as a young man that the number one thing I wanted to do was raise children, that I wanted to be a father. And not only that, I wanted to be a present father. I wanted to be an active role in, in the lives of my children. Um, I haven't done it perfectly, but I have always tried to make it an example to be at my children's choir performances, drama, um, wrestling for Jonah as he's gotten into wrestling and football in middle school and high school. I also had made a promise to my children early on that I would keep them in school. See, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. I was in two different elementary schools, three different middle schools, Finally, by the time we came to Omaha and I hit high school, I was able to be in the same place. So I had always determined early on that my children would have the same group of friends from elementary school all the way through to high school. Now that's being changed right now because with Jonah being a sophomore and Micah being an eighth grader this next year, we're moving. We're moving out to Laurel. So in a way, I feel that I'm going back on that promise that I always had for my children, but I believe God is behind this move. It's beyond, behind this appointment, and they are very willing to move, and I thank them for that. But my dad also made another big mistake one day, and it really affected me for many years of my life. One day, I don't know what was the circumstances were anymore. He was very frustrated, I think, and he told me he didn't think I would ever have a career that I would always just bounce from job to job. And for many years, I, I never forgave him for that. And I, but I actually, what I did was I allowed myself to live into that prophecy that he spoke over me. And I did. I had about 30 different jobs. Um, yes, I was in ministry at some points. I was serving as a youth director at a, at a small church in downtown Omaha. Um, I've done several mission trips, obviously serving here as the missions director. But I've processed this after my dad has passed away. He passed away back in 2004. I realized with some help and some conversations with Holly that I've never forgiven him for saying that over me. And I used it as an excuse for many years to run away from my calling and my vocation. And as I've gotten into my full vocational ministry again, being serving as a pastor, I'm realizing every day that yes, dad was awesome and he was a 
great father, but he made mistakes, and I allowed those mistakes to delay the experience I'm having now as a pastor and the joy of being able to minister to people. What's brown and sticky? A stick. In closing, I just want to go over what am I getting at? Well, I hope you can see from what I've laid out the historical fathers, the personal examples I've given, transparent admissions, that you are encouraged to not let your own fears or hang-ups stop you from engaging in what God has planned for you. Men out there, whether you are a father or hope to be one, I want you to see that none of us have it figured out. I want you to learn to trust God and not lean so much on your own ability or understanding. And by the way, it's okay to ask for help. Now, you can't talk about fathers on Father's Day as a pastor and not understand the fact that some people who are listening have been hurt by their fathers. I don't want to sidestep that issue. I'm hoping that in this discussion today that you can see that no earthly father is ever going to be perfect. And I want to ask you, is it time to reconcile? Is it time to forgive your father? Now, reconciliation may not be possible. It may not be safe to try to reconcile a relationship with someone who is still hurting you today. But forgiveness is possible. And forgiveness does not require the participation of the second party. Um, For me, I can't talk to my dad right now. He's been in heaven for 15 years. I can't talk to him and let him know that I forgive him and have reconciliation with that. For others, it may not be a safe conversation or a safe environment to try to approach your father and have that reconciliation conversation. So you may have to forgive. I want to recommend a ministry called Fresh Start, for anyone that has reconciliation and forgiveness issues with their father, or really for anyone that has reconciliation with with any member of their family. or uh, Fresh Start is a great ministry. And if you have any questions about Fresh Start, contact myself or Holly, my wife, and we'd be more than happy to connect you with uh, a local Fresh Start class that you can enroll in. So... Again, everything I've talked about today doesn't necessarily need to apply to just fathers, to just people that, to men only, it applies to women. The big passage I want to leave, the big message I want to leave behind is trust in God. Don't allow your personal mistakes or hang-ups stop you from engaging in following the will of God and serving. I want to thank one more time to Pastor Steve Todd for letting me speak today. And I just want to bless you all. Well, we hope you enjoyed this service and hopefully you got a couple of laughs in during the service. And we invite you to stop by faithwestwood.com backslash service. Fill out a connection card. Give us your prayer request. Let us know that you're here. You also can give to the 2020 vision. And the mission offering this week is for Vacation Bible School. We had such a great week. And this will help offset the cost for Vacation Bible School. We are looking forward to seeing you next week.